0: Welcome to PeopleTech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. I'm Mark Pfeffer. My guest today is Shai David, the CEO of Retrain AI. Their platform uses AI to help employers understand and use market and skills data to forecast skills gaps, help employees upskill, run assessments to help understand an employee's knowledge, skills, and personal attributes. We're going to talk about the labor market, automation, and the changes in store for business on this edition of PeopleTech. Hi, Shai, welcome. Briefly, can you tell me what Retrain.ai does?
1: Retrain.ai is developing the world's most advanced talent intelligence platform. We've cracked the science, of finding, developing, and keeping the right people for any organization. And how
0: does it work? Um, What's going on under the hood?
1: So basically what we developed and continue to develop is what we call our global skills framework. We think about our solution as kind of the Google maps of the labor market. So the first step is to create a map. That is a map of the organization, could happen at an organizational level, departmental level or even state or country level, where we use uh, artificial intelligence and natural language processing in order to process millions of data points by way of CVs, job descriptions, want ads, to understand what the demand of skilled talent is. We analyze what people are hiring for and we create a map of occupational opportunity. That's step one. Step two, is that our system can analyze CVs, LinkedIn profiles, and uh, either employee or candidate profiles and map the people within the map. So if we have a map of occupational opportunity, we can map individuals on the map. And step three is that we can help chart pathways, both learning pathways and career pathways to show both individuals and organizations how they can move around that occupational opportunity map in order to manage their career gain uh, gainful employment or advance if they're already working. Hmm.
0: Now, given what's going on in the labor market right now, you know,
1: employers can't
0: find the people they want. Right. How how much attention are are employers really paying to the whole idea of well-matched candidates and, you know, all of I, think, I think
1: there's a growing realization that there's a new normal going on. For the last few years, we have begun to understand the phenomenal disruption that AI automation, digital transformation, which large is creating on the labor market. But there was a sideline story, or headline story rather, suggesting that soon enough, robots are going to take over the jobs and nobody's going to have a job anymore. It turns out that there's real disruption, but the disruption is probably going the other way. And COVID-19 was a great accelerator for that. It turns out that the big problem is not that there are not enough jobs, but that there are not enough people. I don't know if you saw the data that came out of the Bureau of Labor Statistics two weeks ago, showing in the US alone, 12.5 million open jobs and about 6.5 million job seekers. Now, that is a sad story in, in... in two different aspects. One is that there's just not enough people to fill the jobs. But two, is that that number of only six and a half million job seekers is actually artificially low because that does not count the people that have been long-term unemployed. They are not job seekers because they're not looking for jobs. They're not looking for jobs because they gave up because they don't have the skills to participate. So on one hand, it's a tragedy that employers can't find enough people. On the other hand, it's a tragedy that people gave up on trying to participate, and there's a very large mismatch between supply and demand. We call that the skills gap emergency, and I think that more and more employers are beginning to take notice of that, and employers are understanding that they need to take control of the future, that they need to be able to hire faster, and they need to be able to create vocational training programs on their own, and that they need to really widen the net with which they they can recruit candidates. And I think that that is becoming uh, kind of an acute problem. And I think that it's definitely top of mind for many organizations today.
0: Sorry about the barking in the background. I have two very stubborn schnauzers. So what's your sense about how long this dynamic is going to continue with, you know, the, the labor market?
1: I think, you know, we're, we're, we're obviously seeing the tightest labor market definitely in kind of the modern era since World War II, I would say, I think it's true in the U.S., it's true in the U.K., it's true in most of the developed world. Um, and I dare say that this is a new normal. I, don't, I think this is a secular trend. I think that this is not gonna reverse anytime soon. And I think that if there was uh, what McKinsey called the acceleration of the future work, they put it best when they said the future work is now. If we thought that this larger trends in the market are going to take 10 to 15 years, COVID 19 really accelerated things. Uh, and we're talking about remote work, we're talking about hybrid work, we're talking about the uh, rapid rise in automation and robotic process automation. And um, if you look at past historical precedents, and I think that the best examples are actually given by Professor Carl Frey, the head of the Future Work Institute at Oxford, and he wrote this book that I highly recommend to listeners to to look into called The Technology Trap, Carl looks at parallels between the first, second, and third industrial revolution and the fourth industrial revolution we're experiencing now. And one of the things that he notices is that in times of economic crisis, automation is increasing because employers that are looking at the innovator's dilemma all of a sudden have an external incentive to automate. So I think we're gonna see more automation. And I think that more automation is gonna require more skilled labor and more skilled labor is gonna create an even bigger crunch on skilled labor in the market. So the tightening of the labor market, I expect that this is a trend that's gonna stay with us for years. And I think that employers that are not going to respond to that are gonna be in a big problem. I've heard, we had a conversation with, Kind of Economic Development Council advisors at the White House uh, about a year back, and uh, and I've heard them describe it as a tsunami coming. The only question is, are you going to be above the floodline or below the floodline? Because it's coming, and I think that we hope to build technology to help people climb above the floodline so that they don't get swept away. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. head to evergreenpodcast.com
0: slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so.
1: We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show.
0: And I wanted to, to shift back to talking about um, Retrain.ai. Um, when you were building your platform, what was the biggest challenge that you faced, either either technically or in terms of business?
1: I think that the, the the technical challenge is just the immensity of the data set. Historically speaking, HR tech has been quite a neglected area of the market. People did not invest in their HR stack, the types of uh, investment by way of time, money, attention that they needed to. And as a result of that, a lot of HR tech stacks are very dated. It's not uncommon to find an old implementation of some, and HR technology, like a worked there or Oracle that was basically deployed some 20 some years ago, You know, literally green screens with, uh, with the cursor. And for most organizations, this means that they have a lot of data, but they don't have a lot of knowledge. Historically, HR has been a very data rich but information poor area. So the biggest challenge that we have is what I call breaking down the data silos. We need to unify data that's coming from talent acquisition systems, from talent management systems, for other operational systems, uh, to marry that with data about learning and development systems, and to be able to create a unified language that allows us to understand who the employee is, what is their potential, what career pathway are they on? What learning pathway could we put them on so that they can maximize the career pathway? And how do you do that when you're talking with four or five different systems at the minimum, sometimes six or seven systems that don't speak the same language, that don't exchange data, that sometimes do not even have a unified view of the Active Directory of a single on So that's the biggest challenge, unifying different data silos and creating a unified language. So that's something we've been working on for a couple of years to solve that. Uh, from a business perspective, I think the biggest challenge is to help, uh, on one hand, to the converted, but on the other hand, convince people that this is even possible. And I think that uh, the sorry state of enterprise training and learning in the HR tech is that people are very skeptical of the usefulness of these systems. Uh, let me ask you, Mark, for any company you ever worked for. When was the last time you logged into a corporate learning network and expected to actually find something useful for you to teach you something you really wanted to learn? Right. And both of us are smiling because it just never happened. Right?
0: You're right. It has never happened.
1: The reality of the market is that you log into your corporate learning network only when you get the 17th email alert, are you non compliant on some compulsory training? Or, or something like that. Like you don't really think that that's a place where you're gonna learn. You don't really think that the the, the dated green screen for a work day or an Oracle or a success factor is gonna help you move your career. So a lot of people definitely on the employee side, but sometimes even on the HR manager side, kind of gave up on the in-house systems and they use a lot of external systems. So they would send their employees to Coursera or Udemy or Go One or they would use LinkedIn for recruiting. So they go to outside systems. The challenge with that is those outside systems do not have a unified view of the employee, do not understand the organizational needs, are not connected to one another. So what if we could create a system that that had the best of both worlds? It was a modern system that uses AI and NLP in order to offer HR managers the decision support that they need, and in order to offer the employee experience it's actually useful for the employee, not the bot that sits on your shoulders and overlooks at what you do to determine whether you're eligible for a job, but rather an AI that helps you plan your career, that helps you learn new skills, that allows you to take control of your learning, of your, what we call the skills wallet, of the opportunity marketplace. That's gonna help you find your next career, whether within the same organization or planning your career beyond. So convincing people that that is even possible, Um, I think is a big business challenge, but as the evidence is beginning to mount that the tremendous progress that has been done with AI and machine learning over the last few years is making that dream possible and uh, creating evidence that that could actually be true. I think that is what is helping us kind of penetrate the market and work with very large brands in order to, to show the system in action
0: my um, last question is um, you closed seven million dollars in funding last August, I believe. Um, and uh, the press release said that you were going to do you were going to use the money to expand in the United States and do some hiring and put some money into product development. How's that going? Um, are you running into any roadblocks or are things going as you hoped?
1: I think things are are a little faster than we'd hoped. So we raised $7 million and then we added more. So total, uh, we raised about $20 million because uh, we had a lot of inbound interest of people that uh, basically are beginning to see what the system like that could do. Uh, And I think it's been going phenomenally well. We uh, just announced a couple of weeks ago the readiness of what we call our general availability platform. And we announced the rapid enterprise onboarding program because we believe that... Uh, this is technology that's going to help millions of people. Our goal was to help 10 million people in the first five years. I think we're uh, very much on track with that goal. And I think that it's a really good time to innovate within that market. I think that customers are paying attention. I think that investors are paying attention. And most importantly, I think that employees and job seekers are paying attention. They're beginning to understand that Artificial intelligence is a tool that's not only part of the disruption, but also could be part of the solution. And to give you an example, I think that we've seen the tremendous rise of AI in consumer-facing technologies such as image recognition. The fact that Google could, Google Photos can identify cats and dogs in images is no longer surprising. The fact that it can identify one of my children from the time they were babies to the time they're, they're teenagers Again, that's no longer surprising to us. This is technologies that didn't exist three or four years ago. And by way of analogy, I think that the huge breakthrough that are happening in natural language processing did not exist three or four years ago, but today we can have an AI that could help HR professionals write job descriptions that are gonna be more accurate and more actionable than a human can write. We can have an AI that could look at millions of candidates and sift through the best candidates for an organization in speed and accuracy that you couldn't do three or four years ago. Today, we can have an AI that can read millions of course descriptions and find and tailor a personalized learning development pathway for a job seeker and an employee in ways that we could not just do three or four years ago. So I think that in that sense, it's a really good time to do it. And I think that if anything, we're just surprised by the rapidity at which things are moving. And we're very encouraged by the way the market is developing.
0: Thanks very much. Thanks for coming in and thanks for talking.
1: Absolutely. Well, this has been a pleasure. And if uh, after anything, anything comes up, happy to take more questions. And uh, thank you very much.
0: My guest today has been Shai David, the CEO of Retrain AI. And this has been PeopleTech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. faith in the news media has been challenged making it even harder to get stories told the friday reporter podcast was created to help audiences better understand the media
1: by hosting journalists who will answer the questions to which we need answers join me every friday to hear more
0: the world's best known investor and wall street expert warren buffett once said